Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and today's episode, I have an interview. So I haven't had an interview in a while, and it felt really good to get back into interview season, if you want to call it that. And my first interview uh, this month is with Dr. Ryan Stedgick. Now, Ryan is a pediatrician, general pediatrician, actually majored in physics, which I majored in physics for a year, realized special relativity and thermodynamics were not my thing and became a chemistry major after that, but he stuck with it, majored in physics, went to medical school, and ended up becoming a pediatrician because, let's face it, pediatricians are awesome. Um, Big thing with Ryan, and one thing we wanted to talk about today was talk about charting. You know, charting is such a big topic when it comes to physicians, and Ryan has found himself, you know, early on, like a lot of physicians, getting stuck with charting. And previously, he'd been bringing charts home, going through burnout less than a year out of training, and he kind of went through a transformation with that. And he's made it his mission and his goal to leave work at work so he can be present at home as a husband and a father. Sound familiar, right? Um, not con- not content with keeping this transformation to himself, he's decided to start a podcast. And it's it's actually been really good. It's called the Med Edwell Podcast, and I'll leave a link for that in the show notes. Um, so go check that out. But not only that, he's also starting a brand new group coaching program to help physicians with their charting and wellness. And you can learn more about that at chartingmastery.net, and I'll leave a link for that for the, in the show notes as well. Um, but this interview is great because we talk a lot about those early days of physicians getting out of residency, getting into your first work, and just kind of like the burnout with charting. And I know some people don't like the word burnout, but we use that word, deal with it. Um, but yeah, listen to this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. And remember, before we get into it, if you have not yet subscribed to the show, please do. That way, when new episodes do come out, you will be notified of it. You don't miss out on anything. Uh, if you have not yet left a review, please do that as well. You know, those reviews, really, their main thing there is number one, they make sure I know I'm doing a good job with what I'm doing. But number two, when people are looking for these types of shows out there on the internets, they can find it a whole lot easier. And finally, if you have a friend who maybe will get something out of this, maybe you know a colleague who is really struggling on the charting side of things, send them to this episode. Let them listen in because uh, hopefully they'll pick up some tidbits or maybe they'll be interested enough to reach out to Ryan. So without further ado, let's get to it. All right, I am here with Dr. Ryan Zedjik. Ryan, thanks for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So for those people listening out there who aren't familiar with you or what you do, kind of give them a quick background of who you are, what you do, family life, all those kind of things. Yeah. So I grew up in the Midwest and went to medical school and pediatrics residency. And now I'm practicing uh, outpatient general pediatrics. Um, I really enjoyed it. Been out of residency six years, kind of hard to believe. And uh, I've got two daughters and um, two and four months. And just really loving, yeah, just our family. My wife's a nurse, and um, 
yeah, I'm just really loving life and um, just excited to be here today. Yeah, two and four months. Gosh, so you're, I mean, I hate to say you're still in the early stages of it, but I mean, you know, as a pediatrician, how it goes once you get those two at the house. I mean, it's two kids are so different than one. I mean, our boys are nine and six, and I, I'm still trying to figure it out with two. And so it's, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a daily struggle. It's a daily, daily learning experience, I feel like. But mm-hmm. um, gosh, I feel like trying to bring, you know, it's, it's funny. Our boys always ask, hey, dad, when can we have a sister? And I'm just like, no. It's never going to happen, guys. We're done. But I just, I can't imagine. I mean, maybe we needed one that kind of calmed down the house. I don't know. What's it like? I mean, I guess two and, you know, they're still little. So that's those personalities, I guess, are still kind of growing. But what's that like? for They you are. But it's like when I come home, it's like my wife will tell my daughter, it's like, daddy's coming home. And so she'll be at the window looking. And then I come home and she'll be like, daddy. And it's like, daddy, dance with you. She's still figuring out the you and me. But yep. it's it's tons of fun and plenty of energy. So. That's awesome. We're already getting some of that personality. Yeah. And, um, you know, for you, I know you have a podcast that you've been doing. You're about, what, 43 episodes in, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You want to talk about a little yeah. bit of that? Like, what do you do? What do you talk about on there? Yeah. So I started about a year ago, and it's called the MedEd Well Podcast. And I started it thinking, how can I share some of the things that I've learned about wellness? So educating around wellness and medicine. Um, having been through burnout about eight months out of residency. I was like, man, this is crazy. And so I was bringing charts home and just, it was too much. My wife said one day something has to change. And so I wanted to share some of the lessons that I'd learned. um, Some of the things I'd learned about personal finance, about wellness, about charting. And so, yeah, I started and did about 30 some episodes uh, solo and have now incorporated some guest episodes. It's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Podcasting's fun. It's, it can be a hassle from time to time, but it's, it's definitely fun. It's, it's a good time to do it. So yeah, that's cool. Do you, I mean, do you feel like it's been helping you? Cause I know for me, when I do it, especially when I do interviews, I just learned so much from my guests that it just helps me grow so much, but those solo shows too, I get to talk and then I reflect back and look and say, Oh yeah, I gotta think about that a little bit more. Definitely. It's been a huge piece for personal growth for me, both in how I process some of these things and be able to convey them and the points. But then even just I scripted the first probably eight, like pretty much verbatim, and then realized I don't have time for that. (laughs) (laughs) And I need to figure out, okay, how do I get out of my head? An introvert who likes to think a lot. It's like, how do I communicate, not use all of the likes and ums and really go for it. And having the guests, like you said, has been huge for just, okay, getting different perspectives. What are people doing in medicine? And how do I continue to grow and but build that community? And it's just been great. That's awesome. Yeah. And you mentioned quickly, they're kind of uncharting and, you know, coming home and, and doing charts and not wanting to spend that time doing that because you know obviously you want it's, it's so much of a balance between and I, I say balance but i know nobody likes the word balance but um you know trying to figure out work life and home life and you don't want to take work home with you and so many doctors struggle with the charting aspect no matter how much they say oh i'm going to do better with this and do better with this it still happens i mean i i work with tons of doctors and you know in the clinics and things and it's very frequent that they have a ton of charts still open and for a week or even mm-hmm. a few days. And what did you, I guess, what got you into wanting to look more at that charting side of things? I mean, you mentioned for you specifically, um, 
your history with it? I mean, what were you seeing for yourself? Like how many charts were you coming home with? And, you know, what got you started on that path of trying to figure out how to fix it? Yeah. So coming out of residency, I was actually at the same clinic I did continuity clinic in residency. And so I actually ramped up pretty quickly, probably within three or four months was seeing full panel of patients. And I realized the EMR, the medical record that we were using was very, it, it basically you had to free text almost everything in your note. And so that was challenging. And then we transitioned right about the time that I took off a couple of weeks to study for my pediatrics boards and took them. So I come back and we have a new EMR and we're still expected to see all the patients. They'd ramped us back up after those first couple of weeks. And I was just having trouble keeping up. I didn't have the templates together, the training um, that we had. Basically, the trainer told us, sit here and watch me, and then you can decide what to do. And I'm very much an interactive learner and mm -hmm. wanted to put it into practice. So, yeah, it was just realizing that I wanted to take good care of my patients, document appropriately, and still get things done. And I was just getting behind. And the charts were coming home evenings, weekends. I didn't have kids at this point, but it was definitely affecting my ability to recharge after after a weekend. Yeah. So what did you do? What what did you decide to do to, to change that? So the biggest thing and part of the reason was that at the time we had certain call requirements, either a weekend in the urgent care or a week, maybe a year of newborn nursery coverage. So I did Monday through Wednesday in clinic, did a Thursday through Wednesday in the newborn nursery, and then worked Thursday, Friday. And having just finished residency, I didn't think much of it. It was 10 days straight. So I thought, eh, I've done worse in residency. But then I didn't realize that, okay, it's just a different pace when you're in attending and there's a new patient every 15 minutes. And maybe they have complex social situation or you need to use a video interpreter it's just different and so i actually had physician leadership in our group which was super helpful because i came to them and said i'm burned out i took one of the burnout inventories and could show them yes this is what i'm dealing with and they were receptive to me cutting um, from nine sessions uh, four and a half days with a half day of admin to eight. And later I cut to seven and had some of this uh, medical record informatics protected time. So it was probably about three months for them to actually operationalize that. But the fact that they were willing to listen was huge for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think I think definitely as physicians, a lot of us don't want to number one, admit that we're feeling those burnout symptoms at least admit it to ourselves and then admit it to others and then ask for help. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's such a hard step to take. I feel like as, as physicians, cause we're supposed to have it all figured out. Um, and we're supposed to be, you know, I mean, graded all these things and people don't realize that just isn't how it works. Um, but to have the, you know, I feel like to have the backing of the people you work with, they'd be like, yeah, that's cool, man. Take care of yourself and do that. I think that's such a great step too. I mean, it, 
I, I would say pediatricians are the nicest people, right? I mean, if you did that in a surgical setting, probably not going to get the same response. Um, and so, I, I mean, I love being in pediatrics because I know that, it, you know, you're going to get that help and that camaraderie between everybody there. And so, but that's awesome. Like for you, um, that they gave you that time to kind of figure things out and, and do what needed to work for you the best. Um, and now you're kind of speaking out more about that, right? You're talking more about charting mm -hmm. and, and kind of designing some things there. So talk about that. What are you doing with, with charting now for others? Yeah, so part of my role at my institution is actually going around and as people bring up needs that they have to be able to say, how can we help you optimize this, take your next step in charting in our particular medical record? But as I've been thinking about it and doing some uh, coach training um, for life coaching, I thought, I really want to help other physicians with charting more generally, because I've thought, wow, this is really hard. Charting is a really negative thing. And yet I realized it's my thoughts about this that are really leading to those thoughts of overwhelm, those thoughts of stress. And so by saying, hmm, I can choose those thoughts, even though those unintentional thoughts still come, it's like it gives me a certain sense of agency, of power back to say, I can choose to, to think about this in a different way. So that's been a big first step in just dealing with burnout and just being aware of what I'm feeling, which as a dad, as a as a guy, it's sometimes I haven't always been in touch with my feelings. Yeah, no one, no one really teaches us that. I, you know, I always joke that I feel like, you know, for me at my age, I'm in my late thirties, which feels old, but I know it's not old. But you know, I always say I'm of the Disney generation, where you look at all these old Disney movies, and the guy is just this Prince Charming, you know, always knows what he's doing, fighting all the bad guys, and they're never the ones with the problem. They're just the ones that swoop in and help everybody. And that's mm -hmm. all I had to learn from that and whatever teenage movies, you know, told us that guys were guys. I don't know. But yeah, I feel like for a lot of us, we just no one told us it was okay to share those feelings mm -hmm. or and get in touch with those feelings and how you're thinking about things, what your thoughts are. And um, yeah, I think I think what you're saying is definitely super important, you know, when thinking about what are our thoughts on charting and how does it affect us? So, so what did you do specifically for yourself? And I guess in terms of that, how did you, you know, we, we talked off, off air here a little bit about, you know, you're kind of designing a program uh, to help other physicians with your charting too, and with the experience that you have, which is great. So, you know, how did you take your experiences and what you've learned with that and kind of what did you design or just kind of what's a, I guess, for lack of a better term, what's a quick overview, I guess, for, for those listening who kind of want to know and who are interested in maybe looking to get more help with that. Absolutely. And so my goal is to say, these are things that you're going to implement and that you're going to come back to. And so whether it's your thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves about charting, I mean, I remember thinking, I can't finish all my notes. I can't chart in one room, finish the note and go to the next one. Like you said, there's colleagues that may have a large backlog of charts and that feels really overwhelming, but then it's easy to feel like, well, there's that one colleague who's really killing it and getting all their charts done. And I remember hearing that and I thought, wow, how is that possible? And so, because it's not just that 
you get to this level of charting mastery, which is what I, I named it, but it's for the priorities that you have so that you can get home sooner, so that you can make it to your kid's soccer game, so that you can make it to that dinner with friends, so you can make it to that workout class you've always wanted. But you're like, I don't know when I'll get out. And so having a group coaching setting allows people to see, hey, I'm not alone in this. And these are things that we can put into place with a few reflections, some teaching, but then some coaching to really examine what are those stories, what is the plan, what are things you need to put into place, tools that will be different based on your medical record. And then really looking at those priorities. So I'm hopeful and that people will really benefit from this. I see a need and hear, even today I heard um, people talking about, yeah, just the struggle that they've had um, adjusting to new life as attending and um, being on their own in the clinic. So I'm really excited and look forward to seeing how people get results. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And do you feel like, because you mentioned how you part of what you're doing right now is going around the different offices within your kind of, is it a hospital system that you work with basically? Or, I mean, you said mm-hmm. you did the clinic. That you it's a larger, to. larger clinic mm-hmm. um, as part of the hospital system. And so occasionally I get to go to the other clinics, but there's enough at, since it's one of the larger clinics in the system. Yeah. Yeah, but when you when you do go over and, and talk with other people, do you feel like you're able to give those those other physicians pretty good tips to help them kind of move along with that? Do you feel like it's pretty helpful? Yeah, it's been helpful to observe what they're doing and for them to say, for me to ask them, where are you at? Mm-hmm. What are you really struggling with? And then they show me a few things and then observing, I can say, oh, this is where you're at. Maybe it's adding... Uh, a button that could be configured. Maybe it's using a certain functionality or a certain way of configuring their preference list. And so in the institution setting, it's more related to the medical record. But I think deeper than that is connecting to the thoughts and stories that really held me back for a long time, thinking that, how am I going to do this? I need to get to that next patient. And just dealing with some of those feelings of discomfort and unease that come up. Yeah. I know for me, my biggest pet peeve is when they upgrade the system. Cause as mm-hmm. soon as they upgrade it, something changes and it's either just the look of the button or the text mm-hmm. or the layout. And right away, it just totally throws me off, you know, and I, I know those slots are there and I'm just like, I am so angry right now. Why did they change this? This is stupid. <laughs> I mean, I remember the last time we had an update, I couldn't figure out how to write a letter. I was like, uh-huh. the button that I clicked on for letters is not there. And my, the uh-huh. lead nurse in our office looked at me and she said, Jeremy, you're the only person that ever used that button. <laughs> this is how you do it. It's so much easier. <laughs> and so, I I mean, I definitely, like you said, maybe it's finding a button. Maybe it's finding a dot phrase. Maybe it's finding something else that'll make life easier for you. But I know for me, if there's an upgrade coming, I'm like just counting down the days and dreading it and just like, uh-huh. just uh expecting i'm expecting something to go wrong and i know that's a terrible thought to have but that's my biggest thing with it what do you i mean i guess for you for i mean for you personally or from talking to others what are a couple of the things that you feel like they struggle with the most what do you where do you find that they have um 
I guess the biggest issues when it comes to charting and every EMR is kind of different, I guess, with, with that, but is there like certain areas that people tend to struggle with the most that seem to slow them down the most when it comes to charting? I think a big part of it is getting your layout uh, as optimized as you can. And again, it, it does depend on your EMR, but if you can have it so that you can both place orders and write notes into the same screen without having to toggle back and forth, um, that can be super helpful. Um, I found that getting even something charted in the room is huge because I forget I have multiple babies that are similar ages. And so this one was having issues with breastfeeding. This one was having issues with, I don't know, diarrhea, or they had very normal decrease in stools around one month of age, and they're just really concerned. But having something written in the room is huge for them being able to go back and say, okay, I remember what's going on. If you can do the note in the room, that's great. But that may be a, as you've built up multiple steps down the line. I get it. Some of the rooms in our clinics are not set up for good ergonomics so that you can both sit and chart and at least intermittently, if not often, be looking directly at your patient or family. Um, so those are a few of the things. Um, in addition to trying to batch um, both notes, results, and paperwork, because going back and forth between the different things sometimes can really slow you down as your attention is still on that thing that you were just doing. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think... I think everybody charting is definitely always a, a constant learning process, just like parenting and everything else we do as doctors too. Um, that's good. No, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to, to, you know, hear how this goes and kind of see how your progress is with that. So, you know, I'd love to, you know, have you back on the show and talk about that, see how it's going, see what you've learned. I mean, cause I know even when you're the, I mean, if you want to say quote unquote expert in the field, I mean, it's so you learn so much as you're doing it. So we'll definitely have to have you come back and, let me know how it goes. I know you got some stuff coming up with that and we'll definitely leave links for that within the show notes so people can find it easier, hopefully. And um, if they're interested and they can reach out to you, how, how, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Um, so I'm either on Instagram, um, MedEdWell, or you can sign up for the waitlist um, at chartingmastery.net. Nice. Cool. Yeah. We'll make sure we have links for that. Well, cool. Thanks for coming and, and chatting a little bit on charting and everything. I know it's, I mean, it is such a hot topic, I feel like with doctors and, and, and everything along those lines. So I appreciate, you know, people like you who are out there trying to help others with that, because that's definitely such a huge part of burnout. I feel like for a lot of physicians, it's just the time sink when it comes to that, or at least the mindset, I guess, is the time sink that comes with that, which I'm sure you probably talk about and address. Um, but cool. No, I appreciate you coming on and chatting about it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and I really appreciate what you're doing, just supporting physicians and dads and just talking about the challenges that we face in medicine and being dads. No, I appreciate it. One question I like to ask, this is this is off charting. So now I have to I have to migrate here a second. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask, especially when I have a physician dad on the show, who was your role model as a dad? Was it your dad? Was it your grandparent? Was it a teacher? Did you have a specific person that you can look back and be like, that was my role model as a parent? I'd say my dad. Yeah. Um, he was trained in accounting and worked for financial services company. And he had a little bit of flexibility, even flexibility that I didn't 
necessarily have currently or previously in my current role, but it meant that he was able to be there for big things for me. Um, I played soccer growing up and it was tons of fun. And so he was able to come to my games, especially in high school when we'd be another suburb uh, 20, 30, 40 minutes away, he could get off work early by going in early. And so just seeing his intentionality and realizing that one of the ways he really showed me love was through quality time and being there. Um, it really made a big impact, especially as I've looked back on on my childhood. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't think enough dads, current dads out there are lucky enough to say they had a dad who were able, was able to do that. So that's pretty cool that, that your dad mm-hmm. was able to do that with his career and, and make that time and because quality time i think we all know as parents as they get older it's it's harder and harder and harder so that's that's great well cool well thanks for sharing that i appreciate it you're welcome all right well appreciate you again coming on the show and um and good luck with everything appreciate it thanks for all you do absolutely now i would just like to thank dr stitching for coming on the show again today and talking about you know his history with you know, one, being a dad and a pediatrician, always appreciated there, um, but also with the charting topic. And again, I know it's such a hot topic and such a big thing that we talk about when it comes to EMRs and how you get your notes done and are, is it wasting time at home with your family. And as a dad, I think it's such an important thing to talk about. So again, I, I really appreciate him coming on the show and talking about it, kind of talking about his past and how he struggled with it and what he did to fix it. And I think you guys should check him out. You know, if you are struggling with that, absolutely check it out. I'm going to leave links to his podcast and his website online um, in the show notes. So go ahead, take a look at it, see if it can help you with your charting so you can be a more present and happy dad, because that's what we want, right? Now, remember, we can't always be perfect with the things. So remember to embrace the imperfections and I'll see you next week. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.